Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners. Also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today, 570-726-6200. Hey, before we get started in today's episode, I want to give you a big, big thank you. And that big thank you is coming because the season four part two launch, the very first episode here in this second half of season four was the highest single day download the podcast has ever seen minus the brief period in time where Apple Podcasts and iTunes was featuring us. That's the moral equivalent of an episode going viral. And I appreciate all of that exposure. But that was was a point in time when a lot of people were being exposed to the podcast that didn't know anything about it. The difference is this set of downloads represents the fact that you guys not only showed up when I came back with a new episode, but you apparently did what I always ask you to do. You told a friend about it. And thank you so much for that. 2020 was a rough year for everybody, myself included, for very different reasons. But I am so thankful to be able to do what I love and bring you this podcast week after week when I can. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening, subscribing, downloading, and for telling a friend. Now let's jump into today's episode. If your skin doesn't know whether to break out or wrinkle, if you're caught between planning the third grade class party and researching retirement plans, or if you want to work out but the idea of CrossFit makes your 40-something knees ache, you've come to the right place. Welcome to This Unmillennial Life. I'm your host, Reagan Jones, and welcome to today's show. Joining me in today's episode is Kim Hancher. Kim reached out to me a while back to offer up the idea about doing an episode on capsule wardrobes. At first, I was a little bit hesitant. We really haven't done a, an episode of this nature since the very first season when I did an episode all about fashion after 40s. My hesitation really comes from the fact that I have looked into trying to do a capsule wardrobe for myself over the years, and you'll hear me talk about this in the episode, and have always found them to be a little bit overwhelming in some way to tackle and underwhelming in what they produce. But after doing this episode with Kim, I really feel like that she gives a lot of helpful advice to see capsule wardrobes as something that is not completely tied to a minimalist movement. You'll hear her talk about the origins of capsule wardrobes and how minimalists, people who consider themselves minimalists, have really promoted this idea. But there are actually parts of putting together different capsule wardrobes that may be a better fit for those of us who don't necessarily fall into the minimalist category. So with that, we'll jump into today's interview. Kim, welcome to the show. 
Thank you. So happy to be here. Well, I was so glad when you brought up this topic of capsule wardrobes. They are something that's been on my radar for quite some time. Listeners of the show know that I have said I don't have a very diverse uh, wardrobe. I have workout clothes, which I'm in most of the time. And then I have a big closet of gray, black, and white. And I don't have it in a capsule wardrobe drawer wardrobe format and that's because I simply don't know how to do it that's why I wanted to have you on before we start talking about capsule wardrobes though just tell the audience a little bit about yourself and how this became a topic that you worked on uh, with women sure so I am um I kind of went through a, a midlife crisis, I guess we'll call it, but it was around my career mm-hmm. and I had a successful sales career for, I don't know, 27 years and, um, just wasn't happy in it anymore. I was always the girl that you took shopping for your hot date or your interview or the wedding you had to go to. My girlfriends would always have me come along and, they used to say, you should, you should do this. Like this should be what you do. And I thought, nope, I'm climbing my corporate ladder and you know, all of that sort of thing. So it was always kind of in the back of my mind. And then I decided to pull the trigger and capsule wardrobes kind of came along. And I I just wrote a blog about this uh, sort of when I was pregnant, I have um, 11 year old twins. And while I was pregnant, being a a twin, um, a woman who's pregnant with twins, you are large. (laughs) And so there was an, in a very unusual way. So I had a really hard time with clothes. So I bought a couple of really nice pieces and then I would augment those with accessories and my non-maternity, you know, sweaters and things that I could still wear. Mm -hmm. And I thought this is I'm kind of onto something. This is really easy to dress like this. And then when I started doing um, the style coach stuff, I realized that people just needed a way to simplify their closet. They need a way to organize it and simplify it. And this is really what it, what it's about. And so that's what brought me to um, the capsule wardrobe thing. And I do it with all my one-on-one clients. I love that entire story. And ironically, I I don't know if you know my background, but I'm a registered dietitian. And I often found myself though, over the years with friends who, you know, wanted to know, well, what are you doing about, uh, you know, what are you doing about your fitness routine? Or, you know, why do your eyelashes look so good? And there were all these things that didn't have anything to do with being a registered dietitian. And that's sort of how this podcast was born. <laughs> about just yeah. talking about the different things, how I was tackling things in my, you know, quote, unquote, unmillennial life, because it seemed to be so different than what millennials were doing. Uh, and I realized, you know, it was just this is sort of how I do things. And people, you know, much like talking with a girlfriend just wanted to know, like, hey, wh- how are you tackling this? topic. So I love your story. It feels feels very um, familiar to me. And it makes you a perfect guest then to talk about this topic. So let's get started. Why don't you tell us the actual definition of a capsule wardrobe? Because I probably have something in my mind that I think it is and I may not be correct. Yeah, well, there's a lot of them floating out there. So the, the term was actually coined by a boutique owner in London in 1971. Oh, wow. And her definition was it's a collection of a few essential items of clothing that do not go out of fashion, such as skirts, trousers, coats, and you can augment them with seasonal pieces. So it's evolved a bit since then. And the minimalist movement has taken up the capsule wardrobe flag and kind of made it their own. Um, And so 
their whole thing is about, you know, you only have 33 items and, and that's how you structure your wardrobe. So I'm not really about that. I uh-huh. think that's great. If you're interested in that, that's awesome. I'm really about organizing your clothes. So it's about a curated set of clothes and accessories that all work together. Okay. I like that definition. That pressure that I've seen before of a certain number of items of clothing always sort of stopped me in my tracks. And I thought, I don't know that I, that I want to conform that much to just stopping at a certain number, but I love what you said about organizing. I know that for me and for many listeners of the show, that is a constant struggle as we have, you know, multiple people in our home, living kids who are constantly bringing new things in and just staying organized as a family is difficult enough. And then it's overwhelming when you feel like your wardrobe is unorganized and not curated in the way that uh, it needs to be. Okay. So then um, talk to us about the benefits of using a capsule wardrobe. So there's tons, but I'll just go over, you know, my top few. Um, It saves you time. When you're choosing from a group of clothes that you know, all work together, it simplifies things and you don't stand in front of your closet mm-hmm. for, you know, 15, 20 minutes trying to figure out what you're going to wear. You know, and it's easy to pick. Uh, it saves you money. So no more frivolous shopping. You know, we all do it or mm-hmm. all did it where you buy those random items here, there, everywhere. And then you buy another random item to match with that random item that you initially bought. And nothing goes. And all of a sudden you just have this closet full of random things and, sure. and you've spent all this money. Right. So you know what you have, what you need, and then you know the color parameters that you're working within. And so it eliminates a whole a whole uh, bunch of clothing options for you. So it simplifies it, saves you money. No more closet overwhelm. It's a way of organizing things so you don't feel inundated when you look in your closet, which is a horrible feeling and a horrible way to start your morning. Um, and then this is my favorite, confidence. So a lot of my clients come to me and they're not confident in their style. They, mm-hmm. they want to dress better. They don't really know how, you know, they're middle-aged and they kind of put it, themselves on the back burner and finally decided it's time for them. You know, their kids are a little bit older. They're ready to put the time, money, and energy into them. Um, but they just don't know how to pull together their wardrobe. So a capsule wardrobe gives you confidence because you know, it all works together. You've planned it out ahead of time. And so it's, it's, it's easy to go in there and confidently choose something that you're going to look good and feel good in to head about your day. But then, of course, the question becomes, how do we do it? Like, how do we build a capsule wardrobe? Because I always have known the benefits, but then I stop short of actually doing one because I'm not really sure how to, how to put one together. Well, it's easier than you think. So, <laughs> um, so what I have my clients do is start with eight essential pieces. So okay. these are the pieces that uh, you can move from capsule to capsule. So you can have multiple capsule wardrobes. I just want to put that out there oh, okay. too. Okay. So we'll kind of go through the steps and I'll talk a little bit on that. But you have your eight essential pieces. So those are a little black dress, okay. black pants, black pencil skirt, black blazer, white blouse, like an Oxford blouse, white t-shirt, and a trench coat. So those are the kind of classic, that's a classic capsule. So now what I have my clients do is make that their own. If you are not in a corporate setting or you work from home, you probably don't need a black pencil skirt. Mm -hmm. So make that black skirt a black maxi length skirt that's kind of flowy and more comfortable. Gotcha. Um, black blazer, if that's maybe a little too structured for you, get a knit blazer or use a cardigan. Mm -hmm. You know, just these are just kind of the basic pieces that you need. You could also choose the color 
that you want for your base. You choose your base color. So mm-hmm. black is the most common because, you know, black is black. goes with everything. Sure. Um, oh, one thing that I left off that's important, the eighth piece, sorry, is um, dark denim in okay. any silhouette. Okay. So, of course, you got to have your jeans in there. Um, so then make it your own. Choose your base color. Black and navy are the most common, but it can be olive, tan. I had a client who did it in pink once because oh. <laughs> she's very colorful and okay. it worked. It's like, okay. Um, and my guess is that most of most listeners have these items in their closet. Yeah. So go dig out, pull out these eight essential items, lay them all out. And that's the, that's the foundation. Okay. Then you want to choose your colors because we don't want to just dress in black and white. Or if you want to, that's great too. So <laughs> I only do it out of necessity because I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what else I need to do. So yeah, I understand well, colors, the color can be good. So go ahead. It's easy. Um, so choose your color palette. So two to three colors all right. that all work together. They have to work with each other. Okay. And those are the colors that you use to flesh out your capsule. That's what you use to add your layers. So sweaters, jackets, additional blouses, pants, skirts, things like that. Mm -hmm. Then you want to add in some pattern. So your pattern needs to be either in those two to three colors or go with all two to three colors. Okay. Needs to match. So for example, if our two, let's say our three colors are pink, um, pink, blue, and green. Okay. Okay. Those work together. Uh, If I'm going to choose a pattern that has some yellow in it, that works because that yellow does work with pink, blue, and green. So you just want to be careful about, you know, making sure that all the colors go kind of ahead of time. But again, this will help you when you're shopping because it eliminates a whole slew of items because you're working in your color palette, right? Okay. This is where I have a question. And yes, you're absolutely right. And I, I can envision that like I've done that, you know, with home furnishing thinking like, I know that this room is going to be this color palette and it really just helps you kind of fly through what you're looking at. Cause you know, like that's not the right color. That's not the right color. That's not the right color. So I love the guidance that you've given so far. I anticipate for some people who maybe are not as artistically inclined in nature, that that's where we get into a little bit of a struggle of like what, you know, when you say what goes together, what do you recommend for people who who maybe women who just are like, you know, I just don't really know what colors go together. Is there anywhere that they can look to, you know, kind of for guidance? Like I'm, I'm literally thinking about from an art perspective, you know, I know there are things like color wheels and, and, you know, there, there are guides like that on, uh, online, any kind of general guidance for somebody who feels like they're struggling with knowing what colors go together. Yes. So what I have them do is choose a color that they love for themselves. Okay. So, and a lot of times, so I, I'm not a color expert, Mm -hmm. but, um, there are people out there that do this for a living, but what I have my clients do is hold colors. Usually you're kind of drawn to colors that look best on you. Usually sometimes not so much, but, um, hold the color up. You know, if, if you're really drawn to purple, put the purple up and look at, look at your eyes. That's the best indicator of like a color that really works on you. It bright, your eyes become brighter when you hold up a color. So then you take the purple. So you find a color like, okay, yeah, I think purple is my color. And then yes, go to the traditional, go to like a color wheel, go to um, a paint store, Mm -hmm. go to any place that has colors put together Mm -hmm. and see kind of what you like. Go on Pinterest, Mm -hmm. go and look in there and even pick out patterns and, and florals and things that you like together that you like, and then you can start to see the patterns form of the colors 
that are working together with your purple. So it's a little bit of an exercise for some people, for sure. Um, but then some, some people really just stick to those super traditional colors that they know always work, you know, so it just is easy for them, black, white, and gray. Got it. And maybe they'll add in some pink, or maybe they'll add in some teal or something like that. Start small baby steps. You don't have to come out with this big, splashy, colorful wardrobe. Mm -hmm. You don't pick one color that you really like, add that in and then keep layering and it will start to become apparent to you what colors work together and really look to your patterned pieces for that help. Okay. And when you say pattern pieces, you're thinking, I mean, walk us through a little bit of that. Like, cause that's where I get, you know, again, I've confessed I'm so boring when it comes to the way that I dress That's not my strong area at all. So I, I was with you on definitely like the basics and then finding two or three colors. But then I think I was like, Ooh, patterns, like what am, what am I looking for? What would be a kind of a patterned piece that I might add to the dark denim jeans and like a white shirt? What, you know, kind of what, what would that be looking like? So floral, Okay. so a floral blouse, a floral skirt, a floral scarf. Scarves are great accessories for your capsule wardrobe. Okay. Anything paisley, mm -hmm. anything like that. Um, Oftentimes you can do a, um, something that has a heavy pattern, but it's one color, not pattern, excuse me, texture. Okay. Sorry. I screwed that up. So heavy texture and that can act as a pattern as well because it's busy and there's a, the color is different in, it's the same color, but it's a little, the shades show up differently because there's a heavier thread count because the, you know, the, the stitching or the material just gets a little sure. denser. Mm -hmm. uh, so it creates a different um, look there. Um, so those are kind of the patterns. Plaid is another one. Okay. And and, so, let, and I see I'm super tactical. I'm taking like furious notes here. And I know people who are listening to this podcast as they're driving, they're like, oh, I, I hope she's including all this in the show notes. And, and rest assured, we're going to cover you. Kim's got some <laughs> things that she's going to offer up to you at the very end. So we got you covered, but I'm taking tons of notes. Let me ask, you know, I wrote down eight essential pieces and then choosing the colors, two to three colors, choosing patterns, two to three um, that go with these colors. Is there a ballpark number of pieces, like of your colored pieces, of your pattern pieces, or are you just looking looking for those as you go? You're looking for those as you go, and it's based on your lifestyle. Okay. So if you are someone that is um, home a lot, mm -hmm. if you work from home, or you know you're you have kids, or you're a stay at home mom, mm -hmm. um, then you're going to need different items than someone who has to go into a corporate setting every single day, travels for work, presents, gets on stages, gotcha. things like that. So it varies. And so it's person by person. And I really try when I'm working with my clients, um, they usually want to simplify. Mm -hmm. And so we try and overlap things as much as possible so we can make the, the corporate pieces work in the everyday so that you don't have a corporate um, wardrobe and an everyday wardrobe and a, you know, yes. a going out at night wardrobe, you want everything to kind of work. And of course you're going to have things outside of your capsule. Always. You're going to have your, your fancy dresses, your mm -hmm. interview suits, you know, things along those lines, formal wear that's always outside of your capsule. Okay. Um, but I encourage people to bring as much of those pieces as you can in that jacket from the interview suit, maybe your blazer. Got it. So you can get more use out of it because they're expensive. So you want to use it as much as you can, but you also need to have that nice suit 
some women do mm-hmm. for when they need to present and or when they have an interview, things like that. Okay. So I don't have a set number. No, okay. it varies. All right. Okay. So then the question becomes, you know, there's, I hear a little pushback sometimes from people who are like, but that sounds so boring to me. How do you keep it from being boring? How do you keep it interesting? So good question. Um, so what you do with these eight essential pieces is you can plug them into different capsules. So you can have a capsule for winter, spring, summer, fall. You can have those four different, those are pretty traditional capsules. And so you're changing things up with your accessories. So your, uh, excuse me, your accessories and your layering pieces, right? Okay. Your, your, your scarves and sweaters and um, shoes. Shoes are another piece that can really change things up. Jewelry. Mm-hmm. Um, so every season you can freshen up your capsule without spending a lot of money. You can buy a couple of pieces, some fun earrings, um, a, a cute scarf, a couple of fun t-shirts or blouses mm-hmm. and it's fresh it's new but the the same pieces those basic pieces which i encourage my my clients to spend more on because you'll wear them more okay. um, are the same but they look different because you've added these new accessories and different um different additional pieces you can also change out the color mm-hmm. so for example if my spring is that let's go back to the pink blue and green. If my, if it's been pink, blue and green the last couple of years, maybe I want to change it up and I'm going to go yellow and, um, lavender this year. So I can totally change it up. That's a different capsule. So I can keep it fresh. So those, those eight basic pieces are going to get worn a lot. And, you know, any of my basics are going to be plugged in and out, but I'm freshening everything up seasonally with these inexpensive items. Okay. And so it keeps it interesting. And you can have, like I, I mentioned earlier, you can have multiple capsules. I can in spring have three capsules. They can be, you know, in three different, you know, categories by categorized by clothes, uh, excuse me, colors or, um, events like what I'm doing, you know, my, my work one, my, my going out one, although I, I don't, encourage that, but we can have a vacation capsule. Mm-hmm. So when I go on vacation, it's super easy. I know what to pack. Mm-hmm. There it is. Boom. In it goes. That brings me though, to a really important question. I want to, I guess, kind of put you on the spot here and um, ask you about the purging of your closet, the donation process. I do know that people sometimes really struggle when they have an overwhelming closet to get in there and start pulling things out and giving it away. Can you, do you work with women? Do you give them some sort of like mindset mantra to go into that closet and tackle that and make that an easier process? I do. I have a couple of tricks for that. So the first one is when all my one-on-one clients, I ask them what they want to feel like when they put their clothes on. I really talk about feelings Mm -hmm. around their clothes. I have these style concepts that I, I use in addition to, um, capsule wardrobes, uh, with my clients. And one of them is feelings. Do you want to feel confident? Do you want to feel pretty? Do you want to feel sexy? Like, what do you want to feel like when you put these clothes on? Okay. So that's number one. And then if your clothes, once we go through all my style concepts and everything, and if you can't make these, this particular piece of clothing, make you feel that way. If you've done all the tricks and tips that I, that I provide, it goes, it's not, I can't change the feeling that you get from that item. 
So if it's always going to make you feel frumpy and you want to feel sexy, that goes. Yeah. I have, just like you said, everyone hates the closet clean out. It's not fun. (laughs) So what I have them do, we wear, we are, um, we humans are, we are such creatures of habit that we wear 20% of our closet, 80% of the time. Oh, wow. So to encourage my clients to explore the rest of their closet, because there's probably some gems in there that they just don't realize they have or remember they have, um, is to, when they wear an item, when they return it to the closet, hang the hanger backwards. Okay. If it's a folded item, have some sort of separator. You can just have like a folder or a piece of paper, just doesn't matter. And put that item underneath that piece of paper. And this usually takes just a couple of weeks to get through. And you do this by season, right? Because you can't do this in the summer. You're not wearing your sweater. So you don't. So this is seasonal. And then you get through those seasonal items. And as you get towards the end, you will see you're struggling with those last few pieces because you keep putting them off. You see them on the hanger. You're like, oh, I don't want to do that one yet. I don't know how to do that one. I don't have anything that goes with those are the items that probably need to go to. They don't work with anything you have. You're you're you have some sort of hesitation around them. You don't go to pull them. They're not serving you anymore. They need to go. So it's kind of an easy way to, to purge. And then it feels good because it feels thoughtful. It feels like you really went through the process. And yeah, I tried. That shirt doesn't go with anything. Or every time I put it on, I feel frumpy. Off it goes. Yeah, it feels like you're not letting go of some hidden gem. It's actually something that is not serving you. So I like that tip. All right. So Kim, the thing that I'm wondering, and I said, you know, I'm I'm taking furious notes, I'm going to write this down as much as possible and recap it for people. But I know that you actually have um, some things that you offer to people uh, that help them through this process. So tell us a little bit about that. Um, So I have a freebie. And it's a capsule wardrobe freebie, and it provides you with a checklist of all the eight items. It shows different types of um, capsule wardrobes because I think sometimes people think a capsule wardrobe is just for a corporate woman, and it's yeah. not. So I have a you know one for a preppy. I have a stay-at-home mom. I have a you know traditional. So you can make it your own, and so I show you different examples because we're such visual people. Mm -hmm. And then I go through the steps of, you know, adding your two to three colors and your patterns and things like that. Okay. Where can people sign up for that freebie? So that's at Kim Hancher, H-A-N-C-H-E-R.com slash capsule wardrobe freebie. Okay. And if you just go to kimhancher.com, there's also a pop-up. It'll pop up for you too. So both of those places. Okay. And I, of course, as I do for every episode, will be sure and place those links in the show notes so that people will be able to find them. Kim, before we tell everybody else other ways that they can, you know, connect with you and follow you online, is there anything else about capsule wardrobes that I haven't asked you about that you think people need to know? No, I just, I just want to reiterate that they are simple. Don't get overwhelmed. Make it your own, make your own rules and, and just go for it. Have fun with it it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a closet. It's their clothes. Don't take it so seriously. 
have fun, enjoy the process and play. I love that. I'm going to be honest, you have inspired me. I was I was like, as soon as we can get to where is the checklist, I want to know where the checklist is so I can <laughs> sign up for it and get started. I really do. I'm very inspired to do this. You have been an excellent, excellent guest on this topic. I'm so glad that we connected. And I love how you broke this down for us with, with what I think is really actionable guidance. Okay, so Kim, let everybody know, um, refresh their memory where the freebie is and then tell them where else they can find you online. Sure. I'm at kimhancher.com and the freebie is kimhancher.com slash capsule wardrobe freebie. And I'm most active on Instagram and it's easy. I'm just at Kim Hancher. Mm -hmm. And on Facebook, I'm Kimberly Amateur Hancher. Okay. Um, which is a little more complicated, but uh, Kim Hancher was taken when I went on, which is <laughs> funny because it's such an unusual name. So I had to add my maiden name in there to, to grab a spot. That's one thing That's Facebook and social media will teach you. You actually do have more people out there with your name than you think. Chris Reagan Jones is somewhat unique, but not so much on the last name part of it. So I will, again, be sure to include all of the links mentioned, including the social media profiles for Kim in the show notes. You can access those on whatever podcast app you are listening to this podcast on. And the show notes are always available on thisamillennialife.com. Kim, thanks so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, that wraps up my interview with Kim. I will tell you, I have already signed up for the freebie that she mentioned, and it perfectly captures everything that we've talked about into today's episodes. If you weren't taking notes and you want to refer to the different pieces that she talked about and the different tips, go ahead and click the show notes, the link that's in the show notes, and sign up for Kim's freebie. You'll also, of course, get a few emails from her as follow-up, and it'll be additional support on this topic. If you decide to tackle doing a capsule wardrobe for yourself, you know I I'd love to hear about it. You can leave me a voicemail and tell others about it. I'll include it here on a future episode. If you tell me that's okay, you can do that at thisamillennialife.com slash contact, or just send me a good old email, reagan at thisamillennialife.com. I'm going to take a break, but come back for the odds and ends ending where we're talking about Amazon slash Alexa privacy. In today's episode, I want to let you know about a new partnership I have with Dry Farm Wines. If you're not familiar with Dry Farm Wines, they are a biodynamic wine club that sources sugar-free, low in sulfites, and low alcohol wines made by small production growers throughout Europe. Each wine is hand-harvested, organically grown and independently lab tested to ensure a clean quality. The growers that they work with are passionate about regenerative farming and bringing life back into the soil. Dry Farm Wines is offering listeners of This Unmillennial Life the opportunity to enjoy their first selection of pure natural wines and get an extra bottle of wine for one penny by visiting dryfarmwines.com slash unmillennial. That's dryfarmwines.com slash unmillennial. Welcome back. Now, in today's odds and ends ending, I want to briefly touch on the subject of privacy. I think given some of the current events that have happened in the country over the last few months, there are certainly people who have become more and more aware of the power that social media and our digital devices have in our life. I won't dive into anything that has to do with politics or free speech or anything like that. I will, however, say that for me personally, it has been a moment in time to stop and think about the influence of digital devices in my life. Not only how much time that I spend on them, but how much they are 
they're tracking me and looking at things that I do. And that sounds a little bit conspiracy-ish, and I don't mean for it to, but you have to, of course, living in the day and times that we are living in today, realize it's a far, far cry from where we were, say, even five or 10 years ago. And as someone who has multiple Alexa devices in my home, and I know that Siri hears her name when I talk to her, I became aware recently that actually the default on my Alexa settings when I go into my Amazon app is for Alexa to record essentially everything that I say. And that was super surprising to me. So if you are concerned that perhaps everything that you say, uh, especially after your wake words for a digital device like an Alexa is being recorded and you want to ensure that that doesn't happen, it's pretty easy to turn that off. I'm going to read to you from an article on CNET about six Alexa features you should turn off now on your Amazon Echo, specifically from the section where it talks about use of your voice recordings. And I quote here, frustratingly, Amazon still seems by default to opt users into its program using voice recordings for research purposes. Whether, like me, you're uncomfortable with the data gathering potential of such a feature or you don't like the idea of a real person listening in on your daily interactions with or potentially just in proximity to your Echo device, turning this feature off is probably the best move. Okay, going on in this paragraph right here in this article, it says to disable it, tap more in the Alexa app, then settings then Alexa privacy. A separate page will open where you can tap manage your Alexa data. Scroll down and switch off use of voice recordings. A pop-up will ask you to confirm the decision because it appears Amazon seems to want you to keep it on. That's what it says in the article. I continue. While you're turning off this feature, you might also consider setting your voice recordings to automatically delete after three months, an option you can find on the same page as use of voice recordings. And I personally uh, think that when I turned mine off, I just said automatically delete them from the very beginning. I don't want anything that I say after my wake word or at any point recorded for anybody. Uh, not because I'm saying anything that I think is suspect, but just because I am someone who values my privacy. And of course, we've known that when we add these devices in our homes, it seems a little bit commonplace these days, but I do think we have to understand the realities of the digital inclusion into our lives and depending on your comfort level, turn that off if you so like. I will also add that um, this is one of the reasons that those of you all who I have over the years connected so deeply with on Instagram and been connected with so richly on Instagram, this is one of the reasons that you don't really see me there anymore. Uh, at the end of December, Instagram either updated their policies. That's not really clear to me whether it was just an update or it was making more transparent their policies. But in learning more about the policies that Instagram has in their ability to uh, access different things on your phone and access things that are happening around your phone and other uh, devices in proximity to your phone, I decided that Instagram was an app that needed to come off of my phone. Uh, I have not abandoned Instagram 100% and completely. I know I have a lot of content up there that people over the years have told me was very, very helpful. And then of course I have partnerships uh, that I still work with that value Instagram as a platform. And I still value Instagram from a work standpoint in that regard. So I'm not abandoning it, but I 
have realized that it is also a digital part of my daily life that I frankly spent too much time on and also was really allowing a fair amount of privacy access that I personally am no longer comfortable with. So if you are someone who has reached out to me and said, oh, I miss seeing your plant bowls. I miss seeing that early morning cup of coffee and seeing what time you woke up every day. I miss seeing your workouts. Um, I miss connecting with you too. Frankly, that is one of the reasons that I put my foot down on the gas to go ahead and get the wellness exclusive launched because within that system, there is much more privacy for both me as a content creator and you as a user. And that is a place where I will continue to share things like my plant bowls. I'm not necessarily sharing the time that I wake up every day in my first morning cup of coffee. That's probably not stuff that anybody is missing, to be honest with you. But that is one of the reasons the wellness exclusive now exists, so that there is a more private forum for people who truly want to connect with me on a deeper level. And I want to connect you with you as well that we can connect over in the wellness exclusive group so as a reminder that group is at patreon.com slash this millennial life okay that wraps things up for me today i will be back next week with only a wellness exclusive episode that will be the at home blood testing episode that will be an episode that will only be available to listeners who are members of the wellness exclusive group you will likely find here in your feed a little preview so that you'll know what that episode is about and maybe that's the moment that you decide to join over there so that you can get that content as well but rest assured that will be one episode that will be only available to wellness exclusive members but i'll be back the next week with a regularly scheduled episode as always thank you so much for listening subscribing downloading and of course for sharing with a friend tell your friends that this unmillennial life is available wherever they listen to their favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, and more. That's it for me. Hope you have a great week. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.